It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's gone! And the Phillies are back on top! The game is over, but the conversation is just heating up. At the wall, he jumps, it's gone! It's time for the Friday Night Roundtable. Let's find out what's on the mind of the Phillies broadcast team. Here's Greg Murphy to get it all started. Well, score them early, score them late, just score more than the other guys and uh, walk away with a victory. That's how the Phillies drew it up tonight, and the Phillies win it over the Brewers 4-2. to two. It took a, a late-inning comeback to make it all happen, and we're going to talk about it all right here. It's the uh, post-game show here on a Friday night, which means it's the Friday Night Roundtable. Scott Fransky, Larry Anderson are here, Greg Murphy with you, and for the first time this season, we welcome in Ben Davis. Bienvenido a la Mesa Circular. Hey. I didn't even have to ask. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. But thank you for that. <laughs> we have been waiting all day to hear that. Scott Scott kind of set the crowd up for it nice. uh, with a pretty good impersonation, I would say. La Mesa Circular. Yeah. But, uh, but you really brought it, Ben, so thank you for that. Anytime, Murph. All right. Yeah. Yes, Larry. Would you do us Larry? a favor no. and just welcome us to Jack Murphy Stadium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, qué tal? Bienvenido al estadio de Jack Russell <laughs> para el juego entre los Padres de San Diego y los Dodgers de Los Angeles. <laughs> he does, does it so well. Uh, Very good. Very good. Well, welcome. Good to see you. And uh, you arrive at the ballpark, and the Phils' offense does that. So, uh, kudos to you. And 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 Larry pointed out in the eighth inning, and they asked Alec Boehm about it. I don't know if you guys did over on TV, but maybe the best five or six batters in a row that we've seen all season in terms of, of good ABs. It was it was refreshing to see the fact that I think they're starting to realize they don't always, don't always have to hit a ball out of the ballpark to be productive offensively. They're, they're going to hit so many they, out of the they ballpark. They are. They're going to. But Harper 0-2 just puts the ball in play. Something could happen. Castellanos smothers one to his pull side, beats it out. And then JT, two strikes. Boehm, two strikes. It's just fun to see them. And Boomer was on with us, and he, it was very refreshing also to hear him say that, for me, a strikeout is a waste of an at-bat. And that's now it looks at uh, – people look at strikeouts now, I think a lot of the players do, as uh, just another way to make an out. Yeah. And that's not the way he looked at it. It was, it was cool to hear. Yeah. I think he came into tonight's game one strikeout in 29 at-bats. Uh, he struck out tonight at one point, right. but uh, but not when it mattered most and uh, able to come through. I, I think, Scott, we're kind of seeing Alec Bohm mature right before our eyes, not only out there on the field, but I think you know, kind of back in the clubhouse and during the post-game interviews and all of that, don't you think? I think so, and I, I mean, I, I do think there's a, there's a measure of uncomfortable – I mean, I think it was uncomfortable for Alec. Now, I don't mean what happened two you know, weeks ago. I mean, just in general, just the media. And, uh, I don't know that he's uh, – I, th- I think he's finally growing into yeah. all of that. Yeah. And um, I know just personally just having more conversations with him and he just seems more at ease. And that's just natural, right? I mean, it's his third year in the big leagues. He seems a little before, like almost socially awkward. Well, you know? I, think I mean, what, I don't I, mean that in a, in a derogatory. It just like – 
try, you said trying to get settled in. And I, well, I, I will say a lot of people, and I'm sorry, Ben, no, a lot of people around the club have, have said that, uh, you know, the things that happened uh, two weeks ago, maybe that is too tough for him a year ago mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. And, and we saw last year when he struggled, first time for a young, you know, young player, extended struggles, that's a new thing. And, and he was searching and searching and searching, and obviously they sent him to the minor leagues at one point. So, I, I mean, I think – I don't know if mentally he was in the right place last year. I think now he's in a much better place. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Probably last year – I mean, he comes up as a rookie. Most wins rookie of the year. Last year, probably the first time in his entire life that he struggled. Yeah. Right. And that's not easy to, to, like, process if you're that young. Wait, I did all this good stuff last year, and this year I'm not as good. Like, what's going on? Maybe I'm not that good. You start to doubt yourself. But he was—he's been great this year. It's—it's it's been fun to watch. And I, and I do think, for me, a big sign of that maturity is that he is still going to have his struggles defensively, and at times yeah. he'll have his struggles offensively. But I think we're seeing an ability to separate that now. And and he, you know, has worked really hard on his defense. Is he ever going to win a Gold Glove? Uh, you know, I don't know, but probably not. I think what they're talking about is is making him a guy that can play third base every day, that he's going to hit enough to make up for whatever mistakes he makes. But I think he's separated now. He doesn't take that up to his at-bats, and he doesn't take his at-bats into the field. Um, And he made a heck of a play today on a ball that I was getting ready to boo – and everybody else was, uh, you know. I'm kidding, but but he came in and he got. He ended up with a tough hop, gets the back end, steps on a bag, and ends the inning. He he said something the other day, and I asked Bobby Dickerson about it, and he said, you know, uh, the phrase he used was to kill it, to go after the hop and kill it, and like, yeah. and Bobby said, you know, you can call it whatever you want, attack right. it, whatever. But the idea is. I'm not going to sit back and let the hop play. Right, me. right. I'm going to go get it. And you could you could see it just watching him physically. You could see him go get it. Um, I think that's great. Well, he just he made the, the hop more predictable. You stay back on it. You, get, yeah. you, you don't know if right. the hop's going right. to stay down right. or kick way up higher. But he made it more predictable and went and got on the short hop. And, you know, that's maybe something that we don't see him be as aggressive last year. Yeah. And he lays back and maybe gets by him or he clanks it, whatever. But he made that adjustment, and that's that's reassuring to see. Yeah, and, and we watch him do his work pregame with Bobby Dickerson this year, and those drills that they do, I mean, they add up. I mean, we, we sit there and watch. They're five feet apart, and Dickerson's throwing short hops, and they're, they're coming in, and they're attacking, and they're making the play. Mm-hmm. And you think, all right, well, you know, these are professional ball players. Is this going to make a difference? And then you watch a play like that, and that's exactly why they do what they do. And he has been putting in the work. Yeah, without a doubt. We saw what Nick Cassianos today doing. He was working with Paco Figueroa on, on getting his feet into a better position to throw. I know that the play that he threw home on the sack fly on Adamas scored, but it was he got behind yeah, the yeah. ball. He made a good, clean throw to home plate. And these are things that you think, well, why are they working on it? They're in the big leagues. They should already know how to do this stuff. But it's the, you know, making it muscle memory. And, and yeah. yes. he made a great throw to home. Yep. And I, I for one, uh, like today during the whole game, I forgot to wish Gus a happy birthday. Yeah, you know, I was waiting for that. <clears throat> I have it on my list here. We should wish your son a happy 12th birthday. He got a chance to go down on the field today. He did. BP. Yes. He him and his little mates. Time. His little he got mates. on the scoreboard. He got he got on Fanavision. Yeah. yeah, he had a he had a, a good day. I think a good day for a twelve year old. I'd nice. say, <laughs> I'd well, say he had a pretty good him. day. 
Um, yeah, happy birthday, Gus. And now and, we can text him. And happy birthday, Mickey Morandini. Yep, right. That's nice. right. I saw Mickey earlier today. Did you wish him a happy I birthday? I did. I did. 56, I think, for Mickey. Yeah. Gotcha. So Gus got a phone? Is that? He did. Yes. We were what, what model outs. What model did he get? He had. Oh, of course, he, he got a, the thirteen. He has <laughs> no. No, mom got the thirteen. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he got the he old with the hand me down. He got the hand me down. Scott has 11. the seven so or is something. Is that better than my eight plus? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, he definitely has a better phone than I do. But um, <laughs> they often do. We were we were we were holdouts. Uh, we're yeah. probably not the last. I know if. One of his friends there tonight still doesn't have one, but he's <laughs> going to hear about it tomorrow. It's time. Uh, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, You'll learn to love it. You can figure out where they are at all times. You can get right? a hold of them now. Yeah. Big okay. brother's watching you. Yeah, yeah kind well, of. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Trust we'll see. me. You'll learn to like it. Uh, Larry, you should tell folks uh, there was kind of a, a special moment during the game that where you fixed every TV in the ballpark all by yes, yourself. I, yes. I was in the office watching the broadcast, listening to you guys, and it the TV went black. And, and I was like, oh, I text Rob Brooks. And I said, hey, the TV just went out in the office. Is that just in here or is that happening everywhere? And then I heard you guys talking and about so it. And so you didn't come in and let me know that well, while I'm down on my knees under the desk trying to figure out all the wiring? Well, that, that happened during a break, I'm sure, because I didn't hear that part. But oh. what I did hear was Scott say, you fixed it because you shook it, yeah. and, and it popped back on. And, and everyone else's did at the exact same time. So that's what he said. That's pretty, I said, pretty I, impressive I stuff. The, all I did was pick it up and put it down, and it started working. And so I said to him, I said, I thought you were going to come over here and pick me up and put me down <laughs> so I would start working. <laughs> You need a lot more than that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. a little shaking, probably. a little kicking in, kicking in the backside. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about this team, uh, certainly we've said it throughout the first 14 games, but tonight we saw it. We've seen it one other time, but this team should think that they are never out of a ball game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they shouldn't think that because they are, I mean, up and down. They're, it's pretty good, pretty competitive. And um, I look for that more to continue. And like Scott said, they are going to hit a lot of homers this yeah. year. They just are. And it's just a matter of time before that happens. But until that happens, it's nice to see them win a ball game in the fashion they did tonight. You know, one, uh, one other thing I want to talk about tonight is Jose Alvarado. Very frustrating he can be yeah. at times, right? Walks the leadoff guy, goes, ends up coming around to score. But he showed me a little something tonight in the fact that he was able to get out of that mess that he kind of created. You know, and the fact that it could have – we've seen him at times maybe go the other way and where things really snowball on him, but he kind of nipped it in the bud. Got a strikeout when he really needed it, man on third, less than two outs, and was able to get out of that inning. And he showed some emotion. So that, I think, is good. I think other guys can kind of feed off that as well. Yeah, but the wild pitches are a concern. They are. They've been a concern the last couple of times we've seen them. But that's that's him. That's the way it's going to be. Part part of it, too, I think, and and you can talk to this, Ben, that the the one – ball that bounced in front of him and he tried to reach for it he couldn't get to it and instead of going down to his knees and blocking it yeah uh, not that you want to go down and block 99 and who knows where it's going to hit you yeah the problem with that is and and i tell kids all the time you can it's good to anticipate you know balls in the dirt and blocking them but that one that got by i think was nine you can't block that pitch no you can't it's just there's no not enough reaction time to, to get down and get over top of that ball and smother it you just can't do it maybe you know all speed pitches that you would anticipate to be in the dirt sliders curveballs changeups with two strikes yeah then you can maybe 
anticipate them a bit more and, and have more time to get over it, but not at, not 99. <laughs> you had an interesting conversation with Joe Girardi about that today, did yeah, you not? Yeah, I did. And I said, Joe, would you, if given the opportunity, knowing what we know now, would you be a one-knee guy? He said, I think I would be. He says, because it saves your legs so much, mm-hmm. but I would not do it with runners on. So that's Thank what he you. said. And that's especially, to me, especially with the man on third. Yes. And JT just, I don't know if he's just more comfortable with that, but I, I can't, I just can't believe that you could move as easily down on one knee where one knee's on the ground versus squatting both feet on the ground and having to go either way to block a ball. Yeah, because if you have one knee on the ground, you're already anchored in. Right. You're already anchored in. You you can't You become less athletic, and you're kind of exposing yourself as well. You're creating that five hole, which a lot of balls get through you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you wanted to do it with guys on, but with a man on third – I just, or, or even a man on second, nobody out. I mean, it, it, we, we saw it happen there. Yeah. Getting a guy to third less than two outs. Level of concern for Bryce Harper's situation as it lingers uh, at least into early next week, maybe longer. Not if he keeps hitting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at least he can be in the lineup, right? Yeah. 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 But I, he doesn't be... like it, so. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's like we've said all along, or I've said all along, if they – Make all the routine plays. Mm-hmm. Castiano doesn't have to be a gold glover in right field, and Schwarber doesn't have to be a gold glover in left field. It's certainly not as good a defense, but if they make the routine plays, the, the, the offense should overcome it, and I think the pitching will be better. And, I mean, obviously, it's not ideal to go into Coors Field with the outfield that they had. Yeah. Um, does Harper make it appreciably better? over Castellanos? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Uh, but uh, in this ballpark, um, I think Castellanos, is, he, he's fine. I mean, this, hey, cl- hey. this club won with Pat Burrell in left field. I mean, yeah. it, it, is he the best defender? No. I mean, Kyle Schwarber, Castellanos, are they gold glovers? Like you said, maybe not. But in this ballpark, I think you can yeah. you can survive with that. I mean, if Absolutely. you're making the routine plays. And I, I don't I, like Castellanos, to me, you watch this guy works yeah. so hard. He works at everything. everything, just like you said. I mean, he's not just going into the cage every day and taking wax, which he's certainly doing. But this guy works on everything. Yeah, he does. He also seems like a guy that if somebody else isn't working on everything, he's going to say yes. something. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that they. Uh, and and I, I might be way off, but I, I don't think Bryce Harper is that guy that – not to say he's not a franchise player, but the, a, a leader, a vocal leader. I don't know if he's that type. Where I think Castellanos, everything I've mm-hmm. heard, seems like a guy that can come in and kind of take this team and, and take a, the bull by the horns and say, we're going to do it this way and we're going to do it right and we're – you know, that type of thing. I think he's a perfect – yeah, man, for this. He's got a different clip. look in his he eye. He sure does. We panned to him I in the dugout to tonight. He was sitting on the far end, like up on the railing, but sitting down. He had this look on his eye like somebody's going to pay. Was he? <laughs> and he was probably watching the game. Very he close. was watching the game. Yeah. Every shot I've ever seen of him in the dugout, it's, I mean, since this year, and again, I didn't watch his games all the time with the Reds unless we were playing him, he's always into the game. I never see him doing anything but paying, you know, be paying attention to the game. Yep. Part of the reason he's here. I mean, they talked about that attitude that he was going to bring. I mean, obviously, he's here for his offense. But 
but he and Schwarber kind of bring a, maybe something that was missing in this clubhouse, or at least there wasn't enough of it in this clubhouse. And, uh, you know, the front office talked about that when bringing these guys in. It was an important part, and, you know, I think we're starting to see that. Did you see his comments today? Uh, he was on Chris Rose's podcast talking about the Cincinnati Reds organization. Oh, they didn't, never called him? How they never called him, and how he felt sorry for the fans in Cincinnati because they just have given up on on the season. I mean, certainly Cincinnati would probably argue that, but uh, that's the way he feels, and he's not afraid to say it. Yeah, well, and I think they didn't their owner take some heat for yes. his opening day comments? Like, yeah. it's opening yeah. day. Where else are you going to go? And it's yeah. like, well, maybe somewhere else if this product isn't very good. Um, you know, that's the way Two the and 11 to start. Yeah, did 12. they win tonight? I don't Maybe know. Two and twelve. Two and 12? Think, yeah, two and twelve after they have it, right? Yeah, yeah, not good. Uh, hey, before we we say goodbye, I'm sure folks want to know, Larry, what you've been doing with all your free time. I mean, what are you, you just you you getting out there and? You know, oh, it's been so nice out. I've, <laughs> I've, <laughs> well, we don't know because we were out of town. It, it was pretty lousy here, right? <laughs> well, uh, for the most part, it was nice out. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask you to finish that sentence. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. What about you, Ben? Uh, I know you've been on the, the pre- and post-game shows yeah, over there. Yeah, pre- and post, but, but chasing kids around, driving, being, you know, Mr. Uber Dad. Yeah. Putting seven, and your oldest son got his license. This, he did. He did on uh, on Tuesday, but still putting seven to 800 miles a week on the truck. <laughs> so Is that right? Yeah. Seven, eight hundred miles a week? Just yeah. going to sporting I events? I filled up on Monday. It was $233 to fill up. $233. What do you own, a and, jet? And that's <laughs> and that's in Delaware where diesel is like 60 cents cheaper. So I had $233, and I'm, I got pulled in the lot today, and I've, I've almost 500 miles on my tank since Monday afternoon. Well, you live 400 miles from Delaware, so that, that might be <laughs> part right of the, the border. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. Right on the border. <laughs> You're in yeah. Upper Bucks County, aren't you? What does it take? <laughs> no. what is the, how many miles is it? 25. To here? 25, 25? from my house. Yeah. Man. And then I go home, it's another 25. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we figured that out. Yeah. Scott, did, I know what you've did been you, doing. Did you – what was with Ruben's jacket there? I don't know. It's Getting ready for a picnic? Very fashionable. <laughs> very fashionable. It was very festive T- T-Mac goes, for the fills. In the crossover before the game, Tom goes, Ben, do you think I could pull that off? And I looked at him, I go, no. <laughs> oh, right away. Honesty among French, friends is, is important, for sure. Well, uh, I, I, think you're, I think you're right about that. I don't think most of us could pull that off. No, no. Uh, maybe, it's like red maybe check, checkered, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a red, red check. It's, it was a red checkered jacket, yeah. It was like a, like a burgundy, maroonish, slash deep red with white checkers on it. It looked like, uh, who's the guy that? Wasn't it Burgundy, the guy that played uh, that new show? Anchorman? Ron Burgundy. Ron yeah. Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. It, he sure. borrowed it from him, I think. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> that is possible. Yeah. That is possible. No hey, doubt. you know what? Good for Ruben for feeling like he could pull that off. <laughs> yeah. Good for Did him. I, wait, was that, <laughs> was that a shot? out loud? No. <laughs> Good for, for feeling for, like he could. For pulling that off is what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. I love uh-huh. you, Ruben. Just yeah. sorry but about that. If he goes out in public, somebody's going to pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. All right, guys. That's oh. it for the Friday Night Roundtable. <laughs> Number one in the bush for me. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks yeah. for spending some time. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, for spending time with me on a Friday night. We're going to take a quick time out. But when we come back, quick spin around the uh, National League East. We'll see what happened around there. And we'll hear from Joe Girardi as well. So stay with us right here on the Phillies Postgame Show. No much, Ben.